All right, short and sweet episode for you today. I'm really excited for you to listen to this one. It is really, it all came from reflections from like a one sentence line in an episode of Queer Eye that I was watching recently. And I also drop in a little bit of, I guess, a personal update that I've, I've, It's been going on for like years now, but it's one of those things where it's like you don't just walk up and be like, hi, I'm Megan, I'm, and then like run into this random new update. So make sure to listen for that and make sure you are subscribed. We have guest episodes coming up. I've got a few recorded and I cannot wait for you to listen to them. Those are coming up very, very soon. And then one last thing before I jump off here and dive into the episode. So if you are an allied healthcare provider, I am so, so excited for this next cohort to start. We start June 28th, but you only have until June 21st to sign up. So by the time this episode drops, you have 24, well, actually 48 hours because this episode will drop at midnight and you'll have until the end of day on the 21st to jump in. And it is for any healthcare provider who is so sick and tired of feeling like they are on a hamster wheel or, or maybe you're the person that you, you actually feel okay, like you really still enjoy your job, but you just have this gut feeling that there is something more for you and, and you're tired of getting to the end of your day and feeling really drained and having no way to even know what that something more is. So make sure to go to moveonthedaily.com slash course dash info dash page. I will drop that link in the show notes as well for you and enjoy today's episode. Welcome to Human on the Daily, the podcast for anyone wanting to break free of any boxes or expectations and embrace their full authentic self. I am Dr. Megan Daly, and I have been there. I've overcome so much trauma, dealt with so many stressors like competing in high-level athletics, rigorous academics, getting my doctor in physical therapy, and I did what I should do, right? I climbed the corporate healthcare ladder. And when that didn't make me feel fulfilled, I branched out and opened up my own cash clinic and built it to six figures in the second year. Yet I still felt like something was off when I looked in the mirror, and maybe you can relate. So I scaled back and really dove into the questions of who am I really and what is it that I am meant to do? So together in this podcast, we are going to dive into all the tips, tools, and experiences for you to answer those same questions for yourself so you can live your best, most joyful and fulfilled life. Because if you're not doing that, then what the fuck are you really doing? So let's fucking go. All right, currently watching Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, and Karamo is making an incredibly good point with the person right now. This particular person grew up in a very poor situation and couldn't even, like, got rejected by his mother, like, couldn't go live with her. If you've ever watched the show, you know that they don't, there's only so much that they dive into. Like, they dive into, like, the things that people are really going to grab onto, but there's certain aspects of his history that aren't entirely divulged 
which is totally fine because you can still get the point of the message from this. So he wasn't able to go live with his mother. So he got rejected as a child by his mother, even if it doesn't matter how much he can justify it as an adult, which is what he was trying to do, which is why Karamo is bringing this up with him is because he's like, no, I was fine. I was fine. Like there, what else could I do? What's the point of bringing it up? And Karamo uses a really amazing gardening analogy where he talks about how you, ha if a seed is buried and it's not tended to, it doesn't flourish it doesn't ever blossom. It doesn't bloom to its full capacity. So you have to, it won't have the life you deserve. So when you say, what's the point of bringing it up? The point of bringing it up is so that you can grow. You can't get it to grow without nurturing it and watering it and all the things that like, I don't have a green thumb. So for those of you who are like, what are you talking about? I killed just about every plant I have. Some of it's because I just forget, like I would have to create a hell of an alarm system on my calendar to remind me to like water a plant at a certain time. Like it just, it doesn't, whatever. Maybe I'll get there one day. I love the look of plants. I just can't. I, I've got one snake plant. So those that the snake plant has survived and that is it. Anyways, roll with me on the analogy here. As he did such a good job, if you don't nurture that seed, it, it's not going to blossom. So if you have lived your entire life from this thing that's you've held on to from childhood, but you've never addressed it, whether it's being rejected, whether it's not being heard, whether it's not being seen. If you guys have listened to the episode where I talk a little bit about my story, like I didn't necessarily grow up in poverty by any stretch of the imagination. I wasn't ever close to that, but I, I did not feel seen. I did not feel heard. I did not feel safe with my parents, even though they didn't actively do anything that was harmful. But if you heard the little story about like what happened when I was a baby and the fact that I wasn't I didn't feel protected after that because nothing ever came of it. No one ever did anything about it. It just got swept under the rug. So I internalized the story of I'm not safe. I'm not seen. I'm not heard. I'm not valued. This guy on the show was legitimately rejected by his mother. So it's from like the outward eye, it's a little bit more apparent of where the trauma is. So that internal story that he has needs to be nourished in order to allow him to really grow and there's another quote that Karamo brought up right after that it says just because it's not your fault does not mean it's not your responsibility I'm going to say that again just because it's not your fault does not mean it's not your responsibility and it's not even I'm not even saying that it was necessarily anyone's direct fault because I know that there are some of you listening to this that are going to feel it's going to feel really uncomfortable to like place blame on someone else and I don't think that part is helpful necessarily but what I do think is helpful is holding yourself accountable for the things that you can do about it. Things that you can actually do about where you're at now and how it is still affecting you. Tending to the inner child. If you have that person around and it is something that you could have an uncomfortable but very healthy conversation around, maybe that's the approach. I know for a lot of people that maybe that's not an option. Either that person's not around anymore or maybe they're physically still on earth but they're not available for that. Maybe it's journaling it maybe it's talking to a therapist actually i highly recommend therapy to go along with all of this maybe it is other modalities like reiki or sound healing or um i actually you know what i will drop a link in the show notes for my friend sam does sound baths and she's got an amazing sound vault but then there's also a free sound bath if you're not quite at a place where you can pay for the sound vault totally get it there's a free sound bath available there and if you're local to phoenix definitely check her out but anyways there are a lot of healing modalities and it's just a matter of learning to tap into and what finding what works for you in order to dive into nurturing the part of you that is holding on to whatever it is i 
guarantee there's probably something that has come to your mind even while listening to this. And if it came to your mind and you're like, nah, I'm good, that's not it. That's, that's probably it. Bring it back. Let's dig in there. All right, before we wrap up this episode, I hope that was really insightful. I, I love that show. I love Karamo. I mean, all the guys have really great insights and just such good life advice. So and I know it sounds, if you haven't watched that show, you're like, what the heck is she talking about? Like, I, I thought it was just like a makeover show. It, it's so much more than that. Anyways, the update that I wanted to share with you all today, I mean, it is Pride Month. And so... You know, it's interesting whenever you find out something new about yourself or like start anyways, anything, it's, it's weird to kind of update people in your life unless it comes up naturally in conversation. So my inner circle of friends and anyone who has, I don't know, this has come up in conversation randomly with knows this about me. I wanted to say on here for anyone listening, like if you, so when I was 30, I did a mushroom trip and I I did it because I wanted to kind of like get out of my own way and stop trying to control myself and really break out of um, expectations of not only others, but of myself. And one of the things that I discovered during that is that I'm not straight. So I I did a deep dive because it really threw me for a loop. I was like, how is this possible? Like I've been, what? And I, I can look back and see that maybe there was some messaging from my childhood that made it feel unsafe to be anything other than straight. The more I've dove into this, two things have become really apparent. One, there are a lot more people like me than I ever would have thought. Like the number, particularly females, that I have found or met since then um, that feel the same, but they just don't know how to say it because it's not like they're suddenly, they don't, they, it's not that they are suddenly really loving only females, some of them. But for the most part, it's just that like, hey, I'm not 100% straight. Like there's a spectrum and I'm not at the extreme end of the spectrum. But it's this weird thing now of like, okay, I didn't realize this until like often it's 30s or later. And how do I, how do I approach this? How do I go about it? Am I too, but I still really like guys. Am I too straight to really be bi? Am I, does it count? Um, there's all these like judgments that we place on ourselves and expectations. And the fact of the matter is if you're anywhere on that spectrum, like it's okay. And the term queer is that you're literally anywhere outside of the one extreme end of the spectrum. I, I encourage you to really educate yourself on all the various terms and be okay with wherever you're at. So I know this is a really quick like overview. Um, for those that are really curious. So I identify as, I'm kind of in between. So there's heteroflexible, which really means that you're on the hetero side of the scale, but you do swing outside of just being completely straight. And then pansexual, which is really another way. It's basically bisexual, except for you care less about gender and more about energy. So there's all these terms that I had no idea even existed. Since I've made the realization years ago, It's kind of been this, I alluded to this a little bit ago, but like, well, I have a male partner, so do I really deserve to, like, can I really say anything other than just let people assume what they're gonna assume? Or like, I've, I didn't realize until after I was with him, so the chances of me having a relationship with anyone other than him is basically nil. So like, or well, honestly, like no shame to anyone who has open relationships or anything. I just, it's not for me. I, I had that talk. We've, we've discussed it. I've really thought about it. And I, I don't think that's where I want to go. 
So I ended up putting all these judgments on myself as far as like, well, am I enough to claim one thing or another? And you know, the fact that I am in a hetero relationship, the fact that I probably won't ever have a a very serious relationship outside of a hetero one, doesn't make me any less pansexual or or buyer whatever term like apply it to you if you are if there's anyone in the same situation or same boat or same mindset know that you are enough and whatever you identify with is what you identify with like that is your choice you are enough you can say it you don't have to put justifications on it now i do want to make a quick note that i recognize that i have a certain amount of privilege because yes i identify as a marginalized group. I identify as queer. However, I recognize that as being in a hetero-presenting relationship, I am quote-unquote safer than most people. Like, there is a certain privilege that does come with that. Um, There are a lot of also assumptions that come with that. And I, even though I'm pretty chill about it, it's still relatively new for me. I know some people who feel very, very strongly. So this is just a reminder that when you meet someone like don't assume one way or the other, like be kind always. And yeah, I'll leave it at that. Um, y'all know I'm very open in my DMs. If you want to chat, um, I would love to hear from you if you have been struggling with something similar or anything you want at all. Like I said earlier at the beginning of the episode, make sure you're subscribed. Some amazing guest episodes are coming down the pipeline. All right, chat soon, y'all. High five for taking some time out of your day for yourself to listen to this episode. It is my hope that it makes you feel more seen and heard and understood because we are all human and being human is messy and imperfect and beautiful and you are beautiful. So if this resonated, it would mean the world to me if you shared it on social along with your biggest takeaway and then tag me at moveonthedaily and human.onthedaily. Thank you so much and see you next time. Thank you.